<laughs> why is you looking at me? Why are you over there looking at me? Why my girl standing here? I'm waiting on you. Why you? What up, party people? It's your girl, Ashley Janae Washington, and it is my co host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to starting. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> That's evident. used to starting hello everyone it is Mashan d simon and this is another episode we we acting like we ain't recorded in a little while it's, we just it's been a minute it's been just, like a little minute come on now the people just said we've been acting like we are we got all the chemistry in the world and we don't know each other for more than two years we gotta let me set my timer because i feel like we're gonna be because <laughs> we just can't get it right uh okay so what we talking about today we is talking about first of all what we want to do first do we want to wait no go ahead and do your thing i know i think we should i i don't know i think we should do the most serious thing first okay okay and lead and end it on a high note versus ending it on a uh, note okay you know what i mean yeah yeah Although I didn't imagine this being like a heavy topic, even though it is. I mean, what it is. So we're going to talk about Corona, a.k.a. Rona, My a.k.a. Corona, Coronas, a.k.a. Coronavirus, a.k.a. A.k.a. Black folk are non-susceptible. <laughs> a.k.a. Negroes. I think Negroes. we can't get it. These Negroes. These. So if you've been living under a rock. Like it would have to be a heavy ass, some well, kind of rock. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's possible because there's a few people I know who know nothing. Now, part of it has been because, well, because of what we do, we are surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. But I know some people who like are refusing to watch the news, are refusing what they know about this virus is what they've seen on social media. And it's not because they've been reading news stories. It's because of what other people have been posting on their socials. Mm-hmm. So there are some people living up under a huge-ass boulder. But they know. They know it's out here. there, but. They're not educating themselves on anything. Or taking it as completely as serious as they should. Hmm. So, yes, we decided that we will be responsible adults and talk a little bit about COVID-19. Corona virus, mm-hmm. which has, at the time of this recording, made its way to these United States of America. The numbers of steel seemed pretty low, but I don't think that's I don't think that's because the infections aren't high. I think it's because we don't just we just don't have all the information. Like we don't have enough tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just haven't been provided real up-to-date information on what's going on or what's out there. Like, I think there are people who are walking around with this thing, either as carriers or who have symptoms, mm-hmm. but just haven't been tested yet. So we don't know, we don't have a real grasp of what the numbers look like. 
Yeah, I th- I think the carrier part is is the scary part of it. If I'm, although I ain't scared, like I know some people are like, oh, I ain't never scared. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not scared. Actually, I'm smart, scared. but I ain't scared. I just came back from a <laughs> trip to Chicago. <laughs> People are like, you going to Chicago? And I'm like, yeah, we're yep. going. I had never been to Chicago. And I was on that plane wiping everything down. She's so rebellious. Um, but anyway, I think the carrier part is is more scary than anything because a carrier can have, I was watching the news, I was watching my boy Les, Les, a.k.a. Lester Holt. <laughs> I call him Les. Les. And my friend. Um, last night on the news, they were saying that you can be a carrier and have no symptoms and, you know, not physically right. ever really be affected, but you can pass it on right. to other people. And that's like, to me, that's scarier than having symptoms because it's like, any, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you just never really know. I, I There's a part of me that wonders how accurate that is. Like, I don't deny that someone can be a carrier. I think what I'm most curious about is, do all carriers never have symptoms. Okay, that's a good question. Like, I feel like you can be a carrier up to a certain amount of time and then eventually get symptoms because of how I understand the virus. Like the way I understand the virus is it gets in your system and it takes a minute Mm -hmm. for you to develop symptoms. It takes a minute for it to um, latch itself Mm -hmm. to your system. It's almost like a parasite. Um, And parasites take a minute to find a home within this carrier and so i wonder like is it that these people are carriers or is it that they just have a period of asymptomatic (laughs) (laughs) asymptomatic c right 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 see (laughs) you knew what i was saying i did um so i think that is what i'm most curious about Mm -hmm. part of that too is is that i was reading an article today and even if you do end up having like a couple symptoms, like not not all people, most people who get coronavirus from what the the studies are saying right now and the, the stats that they've gathered from people who have contracted it and have gotten better. But a lot of times, uh, most of the people don't have severe symptoms. Yeah, so you can do so mild, like, moderate, and severe. It, you may be like thinking like, okay, it's allergy season about to come mm-hmm. up. Like, okay, these are my allergies. I get allergies every year yep. or, you know, I get sick or the, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So you you may have it and you may have a symptom or two or mm-hmm. very mild symptoms mm-hmm. and you may never think like oh this isn't this right. isn't coronavirus right. because you would think that coronavirus you're gonna be hurled over coughing up blood right some you know what I mean like right. the way they want the ICU so Corona we just gonna pray oh I want you to do more than we just pray. pray. Because I didn't say just pray I said we gonna pray <laughs> I just, and <laughs> just, I'm saying I want you to do one. just a little bit more than praying the circles in which I occupy. Well, have, you always got the extreme people over there. Like, have really created a level of concern and frustration for me, especially some of these religious leaders. Like, I love y'all. I have the utmost respect for y'all. But stop telling your parishioners to just pray and that they plead the blood and they're going to be all right because it ain't just that. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit more than that. Like, I believe wholeheartedly in having faith. I do. I also think you also need to be telling your people, wash your hands. And you need to be telling your people, be careful of the company you keep. And you need to be telling your people, stop being nasty and wipe your shit down. But all they're saying <laughs> is, we're going to bleed the blood. we covered by the blood. 
come on, like. But isn't that some of, it's to me, yeah, and my pastor is one of the pastors that's telling me to do it, that's telling everybody to do everything. Like, mm-hmm. you need to pray, but you also need to be smart. You need mm-hmm. to, you save, but be smart. Mm-hmm. Don't be stupid. So I, I get that. But I'm like, you a grown ass adult. Like, okay, yes, I'm in church. I'm here for you to encourage me and tell me, like, pray, you know, whatever your pastor's telling you. But as an adult, you should know how to wash your damn hands. And at this point in the virus, as much as it's been in the news cycle, you know you should be washing your hands. You know you need to be wiping stuff down. Like, I get it. There's a responsibility there. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a responsibility for you as a grown-ass person to do what you know what you should do. But we also know that common sense is not common first. We also know that there's a certain level of authority and power that some preachers and some pastors have over their parishioners that they are going to just listen to their pastor and be a fool. And we know that there are some people who believe the narrative that the media is just trying to overhype and this stuff ain't real and it's not really epidemic and it's not really a problem. And so I'm not going to believe it because like we said, there are some people who are not watching the news. They are refusing to watch the news. They are refusing to take in information because they, for some reason, and I understand it to a certain extent, rightfully so, the media can hype things up above and beyond what it should be hyped. But when it comes down to situations like this, especially for generations of individuals who have never had to live through something like this. Which is no one. No one has ever lived through this. Right. No one has ever lived <laughs> through this. There are some boomers who have lived through some other forms of epidemics of their time. But this is nothing like this. This is unfamiliar this is territory. And so I just need people to have a different kind of sense. Like, Stop being stupid and if anything, protect, have a mindset that I want to protect others, even if you don't want to protect yourself. Like if you really, really believe in this whole mindset of the beloved community, as most religious people do, then let your actions be about, okay, I may not believe it, but my neighbor does. And so if my neighbor does, then I'm going to act accordingly or in a different kind of way out of concern and care and love and respect for my neighbor. At least do that. At least <laughs> do that. And in the in the, and in the process, it ain't going to hurt you to wash your nasty ass hands. Uh-uh. Lift your dirty hands. <laughs> you know I was about to say it. <laughs> Lift those dirty hands and give them some praise. <laughs> so you said you're not scared. You're no. just like prayed up. I'm prayed up and I'm washing my, I'm washing my hands like coming and going in the in the field and when I come when I go I bet it in the field <laughs> I'm washing my hands I got my hand sanitizer I got my Lysol wipes in my bag like I've been very thorough in making sure that I am staying as clean as possible She said in the field and I got and I got Jesus so I'm not I'm not worried as I got King Jesus no and I got King I am concerned, mm. but I am concerned because my parents are high risk. Yeah. Both of my parents are high risk. Yeah. My husband is high risk. My husband has asthma. Um, and so I am concerned because we just don't know what this thing is. And we don't know how easily or quickly it can touch a person without yeah. us knowing it's touched a person. I'm concerned because my god brother's battling cancer. He's high risk. Like I have people around me who are high risk and I don't want them to suffer. And I don't want to go through that experience of feeling powerless in the midst of this thing. 
So I do have a certain level of concern. Um, I'm glad that my husband does not have to go to work for the yeah. next two weeks. That is a relief for me. I've been communicating with my parents to just make sure they are okay. My father was supposed to have an appointment at the VA and it got canceled the day before his appointment. And then we later found out that there was a presumptive po- positive at the VA. Wow. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous and governing myself accordingly as such. Um, but there is also a part of me. I think the other reason why I am concerned is because there are others around me who are overly concerned, like panicky, anxious. And I sometimes, if I'm around that too much, I take on a little bit of that energy. And so that's also a piece of it. Like I really just need to get away from those who are in extreme panic mode so that I can sort of settle in to a baseline for myself um, in the midst of all of that. Do I think that me or anyone in my close circle is going to end up impacted? No. I feel safe in my house. Um, I feel safe in the spaces in which I frequent as well because I don't really go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't hang out a whole lot. I'm not in nobody's club or nobody's bar on a regular basis. So I feel safe. I feel safe in my spaces. But I am concerned about the people I love. I'm very much concerned about the people I love. Yeah, I understand so, that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get a little more clarity and some more real answers. And I pray this this mass kind of lockdown, I'm using that really loosely, but government shutting down and I just want people to stop. and bars shutting down, hopefully that'll really just kind of bring the levels down. Yeah, it'll flatten out the curve. Mm-hmm. I just want people to stop buying a toilet tissue. I just, I just, I just, Lord, why is everybody? I just, I just, <laughs> please reveal I just that want to the us. people to stop buying up all the toilet tissue. I understand. Like, I why? Why are we worried about <laughs> boo boo paper? Like, <laughs> diarrhea is not a side effect. I don't. I, I, because people don't know. People are when people are in panic mode, they go to extremes because they don't know what else to do, and extremes provide for them some level of comfort and control. And so, all the people they control, if they feel like they could potentially be stuck in their houses for an extended period of time, at least they can wipe their asses. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't. Who's somebody started it? <laughs> somebody. I read an article that said that um, we as human beings, we we when we are in moments of panic, what happens is is we react to other people's panic. And it made me think, like, who was at the grocery store one day <laughs> and saw somebody else just buying? They normal, they normally, they they normally just buying thirty days worth of toilet tissue because that's what they do every month. And other folk were like, "Ooh, this Corona comments. I need to get toilet tissue too." And it started right a domino effect. Like, who was customer zero? <laughs> How can we trace this back to customer zero? Because I want to know. Questions that need answers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag QTNA. I want to know. Stop buying up all the toilet tissue. Just stop. Stop. Leave some for somebody else. <laughs> Everybody got a doo-doo. Leave some toilet paper for your oh, neighbor. Did you see that message I sent you? A friend of mine said that 
And instead of toilet tissue, he was going to buy wipes because they were the booty backup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and another friend of mine said, uh-uh, because I use wipes for real. Leave my wipes alone. <laughs> like, don't have me walking around here looking for wipes because I ain't going to use no toilet tissue. I want my wipes. Uh-huh. That fool said, leave my wipes alone. And he know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he going to hit this and he going to crack up. Girl, the toilet tissue. Booty backups. so yeah we are praying for all of you Mm -hmm. that everyone be safe i am definitely praying for those people i know who have been impacted by it because i've seen your messages on social because so i recognize the fear and the panic of not being able to take care of your loved one in the midst of all of this because we are not getting for real for real answers yep so we're praying mm-hmm. make sure y'all taking care of yourselves and stop buying all the toilet tissue stop buying all the toilet tissue wash your hands wash your hands execute some goals while y'all at home if you're at home yes execute be some productive goals. be productive i saw a post the other day that said while you're working from home write that book yep write that song um get started on that project read that book that mm-hmm. you've been putting to the side so Practice self-care. babies. Hmm. If you can afford it. Oh, that's a good segue. Make some babies if you can afford it. No, well, not that, not the last part, but <laughs> just make some babies to the next topic. Is that a good segue to the next? Oh, first of all, wait, topic? relax. Don't come at me like that. It is. Make some babies. So I think that's Ashley's cue to tell me <laughs> to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make sense. They're going to see. you going to see, too. Okay. We'll be back. (laughs) Ashley, we're back. What it do, baby boo? (laughs) I tried to catch you off guard during the break. Never mind, I ain't gonna do that to you. It's okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm I can own my mistakes. So in this next segment, we're not talking about making babies. <laughs> <laughs> I got my episodes messed up. Y'all. Ashley jumped the gun on that one. I did. She jumped the gun on that one. But I guess we are talking about love. Yes, we are. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. But we're not talking about sex, But we're not. We're talking about love is blind. And And it'll it'll take take over your mind. mind. What you you think think is love is truly not. You need to elevate and find. (laughs) We play too much. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Ashley wanted to talk about this. She did. I really did not. She sort of forced me to mm-hmm. watch it. Well, now you know how it feels um, to be forced to do to talk about something. You make me talk about stuff all the time. No, I don't. You should do. I do not. Those mm-hmm. are all yes, fallacies and lies. Okay. I never force you to do anything. Just pressure. Let's say, can we say pressure? You are not one who gets forced to do anything right. she okay. does not want to all do. Okay, right, that's true. So, but I am being forced. that is true that i am forcing you to talk about this topic um so ashley has been loving or loved or has watched this this show that a lot of people 
are talking about from Netflix. No, I'm not talking about The Circle, which is much better than this show. That Mashaun is just watching two two months after it came out. That's fine. But I've watched it and I have half an episode to go. (laughs) So, hmm. Nan nanny boo boo. Three months later. That's fine. But it's getting done. (laughs) So, are you done? I'm done. Great. So. So I asked Mashaun to watch because he was opposed to watching the whole series opposed and so i asked him politely to watch the episodes well parts of episodes and then the and finale. that is what i did parts of episodes watched- <laughs> <laughs> i fast forward to the parts that i knew you wanted me to <laughs> and that's fine because we just need those parts for us to discuss that's fine so for those of you who don't know who you maybe once again we're saying it again maybe living under a rock or not on social media at all love is blind is a netflix original television show where folks um they it's it's a social experiment they kept branding it as a social experiment. It's a pretty bad social experiment. Where people get engaged before they see each other or Trash. meet physically. Trash. And they put these people together like in a compound. They call them pods. And they get together in pods. Each person has their own pod and they go in the pod and they talk and connect with these people randomly. So they get to know each other and then over the course of seven days I guess Netflix was hoping, which they say happened. In some instances, it did happen. That people fell in love enough to be, for one person to ask another person to marry them. Mm -hmm. And so after the um, proposal happened, then they meet in person. They go on a vacation in Mexico. They move in together. (laughs) And then at the end of 30 days, they either decide to get married or not get married. Or not get married. So that's the synopsis. Now, I wanted Michonne mm-hmm. to specifically watch um, episodes, I think, three. the end of three, beginning, beginning of, of four. Well, not necessarily the beginning of four. Pretty much like halfway through four. Okay. And, and then the reunion. The reunion. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to watch because I wanted him to give me his opinion on Diamond and Carlton. Mm-hmm. Now, Diamond is a young lady. She's in a... I think she might be my age. She might be like 32 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she meets Carlton in the pod. They're Mm -hmm. both um, African-American young young folks. And they get to know each other. They fall in love. And Carlton eventually... Or so they thought. Or so they thought. (laughs) um, Carlton eventually asks Diamond to marry him. Right. So they meet. They hug. They kiss. Then they're whisked off to Mexico. Mexico. They get to Mexico, and the first night they're there, Carlton Carlton, is has completely mess. switched up. Yeah, he's a mess. He's like totally different from how mm-hmm. he was in the pods before they got to see each other. Mm-hmm. And Diamond is just really confused, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on. And we, the audience, finds out before. Well, I guess she did find out technically before us. But he tells the audience before we see it on television right. that he is fluid. And he he tells her. He tells Diamond the first night. Baby, did you just see the way her eyes? She was she was like, boop. 
<laughs> he tells Diamond and um And immediately he's in panic. Yeah. Like immediately and he defense, starts defense defense mode. Well before he even gets to defense mode, he he it's like the minute he tells her he knows this is over. Like his fear becomes so real, so expressive that like he throws his hat and yeah. he's like in tears. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder like how much of this is authentic and how much of this is performance. Like, I can recognize that you probably are afraid, but to the extent that you express it, I'm like, hmm, what is this? Are you trying to get your Oscar nomination <laughs> and the Golden Globe? Um, so. I don't know. He seems kind of <clears throat> extra to me. I mean, he is extra. And I understand it. Like, And he talks about this not to take over your recap no please because you've you've seen it more recently than i have but in the reunion he talks about the fear of not being accepted for who and all that he is and the ways that that becomes stigmatized and the ways in which he's been rejected neglected abused and discriminated against and also how difficult it is to admit something like that on national television and so I could connect to that. I could connect and relate to the struggle of being truly vulnerable um, when you haven't completely done the work you needed to do within yourself to be completely at peace and mm-hmm. free with it, mm-hmm. to then have to do it and to have to suffer the consequences as a result of doing it. So I could relate there. I could connect there. I I understood that what I struggle with is I struggle with what appeared to me to be sort of a level of manipulation. Like I'm going to tell you this secret and then I'm going to fall apart emotionally so that you don't judge me so that you and don't hate verbally me. abuse you right I'm, I'm, in the I'm, process i'm going to I'm, I'm talking about before you even get there like it, it wasn't much time before because he <clears> jumped I mean, what's the next day it was the next day but that night when he told her he immediately falls apart and immediately is emotional and immediately is like i love you oh my god i'm so sorry I, but this is a Did struggle he apologize? i, think I don't know if he apologized i think he said something like um Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't remember. Uh, but I'm not saying apologize in the sense of apologizing to her for not telling her, but apologizing for almost apologizing for saying it. Like, that's what I felt like came from it, but I could be wrong. But the next day, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was pure drama. And even going back to the night he told her, like you said that, you know, you felt like you struggled with him being manipulative mm-hmm. in the situation. And it was just another case of like <laughs> the black woman, like she's struggling with the fact that, you know, she just found this, she thing, just out. Found this thing out. She loves this man and she hasn't had any time to process. Right. And she's, she still was like, like trying to comfort right. him. And right. I was like, look at this strong black woman once again. 
And then the next day, he completely goes berserk on her, calls her out of her name. Like, it was, I was so angry watching it that I just wanted to, like, punch him in his nose. Because it was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. That's aggressive. He was aggressive. He was completely out of line and completely aggressive. I think they both were. For very different reasons. Tell me, tell me why you think she was. <clears throat> I can't, I can't see past him. I think, I guess you can. I mean, you're a black woman who you related to her. But to I was extent. open to giving him a yeah, shot but, until he blowed up on her. But we're he talking about you, Ashley. Her. We're talking if about he, you. If he we're, hadn't escalated, she wouldn't have escalated. About, we're talking about you. What who, does that mean? Who'd be real quick to be like, nigga, you, you would escalate like she escalated. Like, and she should have. Yeah, and I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm just saying, that's why I'm saying that you couldn't see past him because you immediately connected to her. Mm-hmm. Because you could relate to that experience. You can relate to having to become defensive because you weren't giving the space to be pro to to be able to process you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you connected with her more easily than you connected with him because you could relate to that experience of being a black woman who's been hurt by a black man um what i'm saying is i can see both sides of it because i've been both of those people and i struggled with both of them because while i felt as though he did not necessarily have to go to the place that he went he didn't have to get defensive because he didn't know what she was going to do or say. But I understand why he did because of the fear and the baggage of having done that before and what has happened. So he got defensive. He went into he went inward and became, I'm not going to let her hurt me before I hurt her. Is it right? No, but I understood it because I've been there. What I struggled with from her was she gave him exactly what he said she was going to do. And I was like, girl, you didn't have to do this. Yes, he called you out of your name and that was wrong. But he he helped you show the world what he was already saying you were going to be. He projected that on you and you fed into it. And I don't agree with that. She didn't necessarily have to. I think the only thing she, because I think he was expecting her to be like, Oh, you gay? Oh, this? Oh, that? Like, I, I think that's what he expected her. I think he expected her to crucify him for being who he was, but she never did that. She didn't do that, and I'm not saying she. She did. just blew up on him because he called her a bitch. But she did eventually call him. She didn't call him a sissy, but she still did what he said she was gonna do. Which was what? When she splashed that water in his face, then she went to, "You ain't a real man. You ain't a blah 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 yada yada yada." She did. Exactly what he said she was going to do. But I don't know if it was in that context. But I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying he projected it on her and she still did it and she didn't have to. She could have responded in a different kind of way. I'm not faulting her for it. I'm not saying she's bad for doing it. I'm just saying he proved a point and unfortunately he did it by poking the bear. So I'm saying they both were wrong. They both could have handled it in a different kind of way. Because I think sometimes what he did was out of a place of pain. Mm-hmm. He What he did to her, he didn't authentically mean to call her a bitch. He did it because he felt as though he had to protect himself. And he did that because of the baggage he had done. She, in turn, responded because she was then hurt 
from him doing a hurtful thing. And in turn, she attempted to hurt him back. And I struggle sometimes with this tit for tat that we all do when someone pisses us off. You don't hurt me, so now I'm going to hurt you in return. And sometimes I don't think we need to do that. Sometimes I think it is a certain level of or a failure of emotional maturity when we go to stab somebody back because they stabbed us. I agree with that. Um, and that is where I struggle with the both of them. Okay. So that's all I was saying. But that reunion show was a mess. Child. Because I was like, now this nigga going to talk about, I want to give you this ring back and start that's our friendship. And I'm not trying to propose to you because I feel as though we passed that. But I just want us to be friends. And I want this ring to represent the beginning of our new start as friends. Honey. Yes. Stop performing. That that was a performance. Stop performing and trying to show that you the victim and this is how you gonna turn it around so that people see you in a different light. Just it's, let a thing yeah, be a thing. Yeah, it's too late. Let a thing be a thing and stop doing all this extra shit for the camera. Mm-hmm. Now, I also like when she was like, I'm still waiting on Beyonce to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Beyonce, please call her. Please. Beyonce ain't watching this nonsense. Child, I don't know. She be don't be going on around her day. <sighs> I'm sure somebody in her staff don't watch the show and told her about it. And she probably was like, I ain't gonna watch this nonsense. I got better things to do. <laughs> she said, I'm raising daughters and sons. That thing had me weak. So... That was a good little, um, I was about to be like, well, we could agree to disagree on that, hunty. I know. You be ready to fight sometimes. I do. Ooh, I be ready. I don't know why. I don't know either. You ain't got to fight all the time, boo-boo. When they go low, we go we high. We go high. Sometimes. That's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you put sometimes in parentheses. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Sometimes. <laughs> so. So yes, I watched your little show. My little show. That's that's America's little show. That's, I was trying to help you all get you on the bandwagon. And I, and even from watching those episodes, like I did not watch the entire episode. I fast forwarded to the parts that I needed. I did my research, as requested. Yeah. Because I, the even the little parts I saw, I was like, I'm not enjoying this. Like, I I get that because at, at one at one point I was just like, well, let me just keep watching because. I've watched so much. Yeah, the first couple episodes were really slow, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like when they were in the pods, I was like, ugh. And then it did pick up once they got to Mm. Mexico and then moved in together. But yeah, I can understand that. Now I will say because I watched the entire reunion episode Mm -hmm. that I did do uh, because I just didn't know, but um, it did create moments. I don't know these people's names, but when old girl who is married went off on the girl who was sitting behind her because. She was coming at her fiance uh-huh. behind her back. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I'm interested in the backstory because when I'm always interested in backstories, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not about to go through and watch all of this just to get this little piece of this backstory. Because at some point I'll be like, mm, I can't watch this. It was it was messy and petty as hell. I can tell because so, she's still mad about it. Yeah. Well, so the one who isn't married, who was single still, she connected with the woman's current mm-hmm. husband. Um, husband. And... He was choosing between three girls when he was mm-hmm. in the pod. And then mm-hmm. obviously he ended up choosing who ended up being his wife. And she just never got over it. She mm-hmm. ended up dating another guy who was on the show who they didn't who end up Who apparently was really 
close to the wife. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They had like a, it was an interesting dynamic. And um, she, she was just, she was drunk the whole show. I can tell. Just like sloppy, stupid drunk. And she was like the oldest person on the show. She was like 34, 35. I can tell. And she's not she was messy. Well. She's, not, she's not aging well. She looked much older than how old she actually was. And she looked much older on that reunion show. And during one episode, she was talking and she had a glass of red wine and she let her dog sip out of her, 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 um, her glass. Like she was like, oh, and she gave it to the dog. The dog licked out of it. And she was like, oh, he loves red wine. <laughs> I kid you not. And that has been another episode of Before Nine, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> that. Uh, not enough people were talking about that. Mm, so we ready to wrap this up. That's so nasty. Oh, yeah, because you're on quotes I got the quote. this time. I got a quote. Mm. All right, so let me channel my inner. Don't you do D. That. Simon. You be authentically you. So you all know that we like to end every episode of Before Nine, the podcast, with an inspirational quote. And this week's quote comes from Joseph Sadler and Tahid Epps. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. She got a big booty, so I call her Big Booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so dumb. That is so dumb. Oh, that was good. That's all, folks. See y'all next time. Bye, y'all.